I don't care what you did yesterday. If you happy with it, you got bigger problems. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Make today count. Make this rep, this set, this play count in everything we do. Hello and welcome inside CS Report episode four. It is a late night rerun, redo version of CS Report. It is actually 10.36 p.m. on the West Coast where I am located. And shockingly now, breaking news, Tom Downey is also located on the West Coast. How's the adjustment been so far, Tom? Eh, It's not been too bad because the time change kind of favors me. Um, I'm a little bit tired though, since it's really kind of feels like 1:30 to me right now, not 10:30. So, yeah, you went. But it is what it is. Opposite ends of the time zone spectrum, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um. So this is uh, the fourth episode, and we've done the other three AFC divisions, leaving us with the one and only AFC South preview. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Al King. At Alking906, he's Tom Downey, at what going Downey. Anything you want to talk about before we jump into the show, Tom? Uh, I actually watched Julio Jones play tonight uh, for the Falcons. He looked really good. I'm probably going to have to bump him up in my wide receiver rankings. Same with Amir Abdullah, who have actually already bumped up. Um, Joyke Bell's still ahead of him on the depth chart, but I don't know how much longer that's going to last for because he looked really good. Amir looked highly yeah. Highly impressive. Uh, I was able to watch that. I haven't watched a Falcons game yet. It's it's recorded on the DVR, but uh, yeah, Amir Abdullah, he was the man from what I saw. Yeah, uh, Julio was dominant on his first drive, and the Falcons are kind of like, okay, we're we're set there. Bishop Sankey didn't look too great for the Titans in that game, though. Oh no! Oh, but man. they don't have anyone else really. So <laughs> did did David Cobb play? Yeah, he didn't play that great either. Oh, so, no. um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens at, at that position. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Mariota looked like. Don't tell me. Don't, no spoilers. I won't. I, no spoilers. Okay. Promise. Okay. Uh, so as we were just talking about, football is finally back. The Hall of Fame game was last week. Um, we did talk about it, but we lost the audio. At least my half mm. of it. Uh, total bad move on my part. But football's back. There was six games on Friday night, and I want to say like 12 here today. Today is, no, I'm sorry, today's Friday. There were six games Thursday night and 12 tonight, I believe. On Maybe, a, I don't know. On a I, Friday I, night. I can't do math, so. <laughs> um, but today is Friday, August 14th, and football is finally back, Tom. I'm happy it's back. I have to say, though, where do I draw the line for my obsession with fantasy sports? There is no line. Have you heard that there is preseason DFS? Okay, I think at that point you may have a problem and you need to get help. I played on Thursday night. and I How'd you do? I came in first in a contest out of three. And then uh, I came in 400 and something in a contest of about, like, 16,000. There's a lot of people doing it. It's on DraftKings.com. 
Ah, okay. Um, I was playing guys like Bryce Petty and Kellen Moore. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Wow. I, I played uh, the Cowboys running back from Baylor, not Gus Johnson. Leish, Leish Seastrunk, who I love. Yes, yeah. He, who he, didn't look that great. Yeah, no, he put up a dud. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he struggled. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I wonder, is that, is that going too far? Have I become too obsessed? I mean, probably if you're doing fantasy on preseason games, where you're probably picking some players you haven't totally heard of before. Wait, but, whoa, whoa, know, whoa. We're the, I'm not going to hold it, hold it we're the against you. We're the sports fantasy guys. What do you mean players we haven't heard of before? What, what I mean, you can totally find, you know, receivers that are going to be on a roster for another two weeks. At most, and then never play again. My but, receivers yeah. I played were Nick Toon, okay, Brandon Coleman, okay, and Josh Morgan. Three Saints receivers. He picked all Saints receivers. Yes, In- interesting. I was like, they're all going to get time because one of them is going to try to win the wide receiver three spot. Brandon Coleman didn't play a single snap on offense the entire game. <laughs> Only special teams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, this is why you don't play daily fantasy sports in the preseason. Uh, I don't know. It was a lot of fun, honestly. Because stuff like that happens where you're thinking you're going to play someone because, you know, he's 6-6 and he's playing for the Saints and then he doesn't get a single snap. So It's the first game of the preseason. Everyone gets a snap. That's what's then, crazy. You know what? He, he's too good. That's why they didn't play him. Oh, he's, yeah, you're right. He, he's too good. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's already ahead of Marcus Colson on the depth chart. They're watching his snap count. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, Arian Foster is part of this AFC South division. I figured we could talk about him a little bit before we get into the preview of the division. Mm-hmm. What's the latest on him? I mean, I'm not still really sure when he's going to be back at this point. Um, so it makes it really tough for me to justify spending any real high pick on him. I mean, I have him at, at right around 134 at round running back 55 for me on my overall big board, which we'll post shortly, by the way. You can find that on Chat Sports. Shameless plug. And... Uh, 55-56 on my halfback rankings on the off chance that he comes back healthy in the l- latter half of the season, but I just don't feel comfortable really spending anything high on him. So when I asked you how we were going to do our big board as far as if we're making it in order of how we're, we would draft them ourselves or in order of where we think they'll finish, and you said mm-hmm. the draft thing, I almost didn't put him on there. Yeah. Uh, just because I don't. We both, I think, agreed that we would not draft him this year. Yeah. I mean, he's maybe in a 14 team league. I consider it in like around 12 or something. Right. Um, but I've done plenty of mock drafts, and he hasn't ever gotten to the point where I take him. Because I have Chris Polk and Alfred Blue ahead of him. I mean, he's a big name running back, and he's really good when yeah. he plays. Yeah, but but he's been hurt in the past. Mm-hmm. He's been ineffective at times in the past as well. And coming off the injury, we don't know how long it's going to take him to actually get back into game shape or in game form. So there's a ton of risk for not too much reward. Right, and and he actually went under the knife, so to speak, and, mm-hmm. had, and had surgery. Uh, I think it was a sports hernia surgery or something, and 
there's some timetables that are, people are saying he won't be back till week ten after their week nine bye. So I don't want to play. We'll I don't want to draft a guy who's going to miss first nine weeks of the season. Sorry, and it's just that's it's just, just not me. Just too much. It, totally agree. Yeah. Chat Sports is personalized news and scores shared with friends. Thousands of sources from ESPN to local blogs create Chat Sports curated news feed. Fans choose favorite teams and follow friends to get every breaking update. With live scores, play-by-play, and original content, Chat Sports is the best way to share sports with friends. All right, so with that news, we'll move into Arian Foster's team, the Houston Texans, and just like in our other podcast safest pick sleeper bust for all of the teams in the division so Houston Texans up first safest pick Tom DeAndre Hopkins he was 15th last year among fantasy receivers finally had that breakout year he's got wide receiver one potential especially if Houston ever figures out who they should play at quarterback don't think he figures that out quite this year but I think he finishes around 15 again so Uh, my safest pick is DeAndre Hopkins as well uh, I actually meant to ask you, do you have HBO or did you watch the Hard Knocks? I, did, I have not watched the Hard Knocks yet, no. I, I did see on, on Twitter that he destroyed D'Angelo Hall. So <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty awesome. With a unnecessary stutter step that he actually probably shouldn't use, but that's beside the point. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he looked good on, on Hard Knocks, but I mean, most people look pretty good on Hard Knocks. So... But he seemed to be the part of, he's obviously going to be the target monster in that offense. It's just the guy is throwing to him, like you mentioned before. Um, how, how effective will they be when they're throwing to yeah. him? So. But I agree, DeAndre Hopkins is also my safest pick. So sleeper for the Houston Texans. Uh, I'll take Chris Polk. Uh, he was with the Eagles last year. Just looked at my Texans preview. He actually wasn't on there because... Uh, I did it when Foster was healthy. Um, but Polk, I think, could end up being the goal line back. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually takes the starting job from Alfred Blue early on in the season because Blue's been a little bit inconsistent in place of Foster. He's had some moments but hasn't quite been as good as I think some people might, might think he's been. And I, I kind of like Polk quite a bit. At the very least, I think he could be the goal line back and vulture some touchdowns. Could you say... Blue has been blue. Blue, you're my boy! <sighs> I'm not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> All right. Um, I like Chris Polk as a sleeper. Uh, he's pretty talented. I remember when he was in Philadelphia, he was used as like a goal line back. But there were also, you know, there were murmurs and, and rumors of how much the coaching staff really liked his ability. And wanted to get him mm-hmm. more touches, but I mean, he had LaShawn McCoy in front of him. So, yeah. along with, I think Bryce Brown was ahead of him that year, and that was the year Bryce Brown was really actually good. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, my sleeper for the Houston Texans, and it's a guy that I don't even think you have on your pad on your big board, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Jalen Strong, the rookie. He was like one or two spots out on okay. my big board. So on our collaborative one, he made it on there. Nice. Way to go, so. Jalen. Way to get in there strong, huh? 
Sorry. Oh my God. Uh, I'm on a roll tonight. It's late, Tom. Agree when, to disagree. When it is late, I get a little weird, especially after getting off of work. Yeah. Anyways, Jalen Strong is my sleeper, the rookie out of Arizona State. He only has Nate Washington and Cecil Shorts in front of him. Nate Washington's a deep threat guy. Uh, he's been in the league a long time. Both of them really have. Uh, but I think Strong ends up. He won't. I don't think he'll get a full time role, but I think he'll get enough snaps to where he can make a big enough impact to warrant a sleeper pick. You know, late late round mm-hmm. flyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he definitely has more upside than Shorts in Washington because they're just older veterans. We kind of know where they're going to top out. Strong was a steal in the third round. Um, I think he'll eventually replace Andre Johnson. It just might not happen until you know late this year, early next year, when he kind of gets acclimated to the game. Long term, I think he's going to be a great uh, partner for Hopkins. So for people that are doing uh, like two people, two player keeper leagues and or, or dynasty, dynasty leagues, leagues. Jalen yeah. Strong's a, a very solid pick. Yes. Do you have a bust for the Houston Texans? Uh. Well, I was thinking about doing Foster, but he's hurt now, so that kind of ruined that pick. Um, I'll take Blue. Just I'm not really sure. I, I've done a couple mock drafts. He kind of goes around where I think he should go, but I am a little bit worried that Polk will take his job or Blue just turned out to be not that effective in replace of Foster. So, Also Tom Savage because he never should have been in consideration for a first-round pick in the NFL draft like he was, and I'm still bitter about that. Poor Tom Savage. <laughs> that that was one of the crazier things I think, I think I've ever seen was when and where draft Twitter had Savage as a first round pick over Teddy Bridgewater and I was kind of getting very upset about that that, that whole thing because <laughs> I watched Savage play in college a lot and yeah he has some skill but he never put it all together he shouldn't have been anything higher than a fifth round pick he went to Pitt correct Pitt and a bunch of other places because he just kept transferring. Oh really? I, God, I don't remember. Started at Rutgers, I think. He ended at Rutgers. He started at. Oh okay, okay. Rutgers, and then moved his way on to uh, to Pitt to end his career. Okay. Uh, I don't have a bus pick for the Texans, mainly because I think Hopkins is going to perform how he's supposed to, being drafted where he is, um, if not overperform. Uh, then no one's expecting anything from either of the quarterbacks, whoever wins the job. Now that Arian Foster's hurt, I don't know if people are really expecting a lot from either Blue or Polk. So I just I couldn't find a bust in there. Hmm. Anyway, quick back to Savage. Sorry. Started at Rutgers, played his freshman year, was a pretty highly touted recruit. Uh, got hurt and then got benched by... Another player transferred to Arizona, uh, was going to sit out a season. Then Arizona hired Rich Rod, Rich Rod who did not fit Savage's skill set whatsoever, uh, was going to try to transfer back to Rutgers. Didn't get didn't get admitted or al- allowed to play again, I should say. And then eventually went to Pittsburgh and played one last season there. Wow. He had a very tumultuous college career. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had no idea. Yeah, it was chaos. <laughs> um, anyone else you want to hit on the Houston Texans? 
Um, I don't like anyone else on their roster, fantasy-wise. Okay. J.J. Watt should be their tight end, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah, that episode of Hard Knocks, by the way, is... It's not the Houston Texans, it's the Houston Watts. It was a lot of J.J. Watt. A lot. I bet. I, I really wonder if, if you could draft Watt as a tight end, how high he would go in drafts. Man, if he had regular snaps on the offensive side of the ball, I'd seriously... Con- he'd be after Kelsey, of course. But I'd <laughs> course. seriously consider uh, taking that guy as, as a tight end. Are you kidding? Um... Let's talk about their tight ends really quick. Garrett Graham, the last report from August 12th. Uh, Josh Harris from their official website. So, of course, it's going to be a little bit raw-raw. Claims that Garrett Graham has been completely dominating linebackers and safeties and pass drills at training camp. What does that mean to you? Uh, Well, there's those linebackers and safeties in Houston aren't the greatest things. Um, So... I'm not sure how much I believe that. Let me see him in some more preseason action before I fall head over heels. Plus, there are a little bit higher upside tight ends this year, I think, aside from Graham. So, Garrett Graham isn't the only tight end there. Uh, My boy out of Iowa, CJ Fedorich? Fedorich? Fedora? Dude, I'm not touching that one. All I know is some internet site called him the Polish hat. So, that's what I'm calling him. Because he's Polish hat. and his first pronunciation is Fedora, so or it kind of sounds like Fedora. I, I think I'm gonna name my team the Polish Hats. Okay. At least one of my him, 14 fantasy teams, or however many I decide to do this year. Yeah. Long term, he's got upside. He only caught four passes last year, though, so not worth drafting quite yet. So he'll have eight this year. Mm-hmm. And then sixteen and two seasons, so he's a he's a few seasons off. He's a he's a few seasons away. <laughs> okay. Uh, last but not least, Randy Bullock, the kicker. Oh, the kicker. Uh, I mean, he's he's okay. Um, I think I think you can do better if you're a Texans fan. You know, feel free about taking him because it's a kicker. It doesn't really affect that much in the grand scheme of things so i have Um, i have absolutely no room to talk mm -hmm. because i'm a much larger man myself Mm -hmm. but randy bullock has fat guy face on a skinny body it's okay he's a kicker he can have whatever kind of face and body he wants have you seen sebastian janikowski out there yeah, but Janikowski has the fat guy body too a little bit. He does. He does. He's also he also is about five minutes away from my uncle where I'm staying right now. Oh, so we better maybe hush it up. You might hear. I doubt it. He's <laughs> playing, so he's. Uh, he's I, I think he has more important things to worry about. I understand. I understand. Uh, have you seen Randy Bullock though? I don't spend my time looking at pictures of kickers on the internet. That's weird. I'm looking at him right now. That's kind of weird. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> moving on from Randy Bullock <laughs> and the Houston Texans, uh, we'll jump right into the Indianapolis Colts. Safest pick for you, Tom. Oh, luck by far. Not even close. No one else, even though I love T.Y. Hilton, it's luck by far. Okay. Uh, I don't think really anything else needs to be said. It's Andrew Luck for me as well. He's the best young quarterback in the game, and he's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Sleeper. Uh, 
Long term, I like Dante Moncrief. I don't know if he hits his ceiling this year, especially now that Andre Johnson's in town. Um, but kind of kind of guy you like to take as a late round flyer. I think he'll learn quite a bit from Andre Johnson, and I think in a year or two he's going to be a really good combo with T.Y. Hilton. I have uh, I do like Moncrief a lot, and and he's a good sleeper pick for this year. He's going to have. Last year he had those two huge weeks. He's going to have some pretty big weeks again this this season. Um, but like you said, with Andre Johnson in town, uh, he might be a year or two away from fully hitting his potential. But my sleeper is Frank Gore. And, Still on the Gore bandwagon here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I never drafted him when he was a Niner because I don't like draft. I don't like drafting the Niners. Any Niners, I like separating mm-hmm. fantasy from reality, I guess. Um, but I think him now in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck, teams ain't have to worry about the pass clearly, and he's going to catch more passes out of the backfield this year mm-hmm. than he has in a while. Uh, he had from 2006 to 2010. He never had under 40 receptions. He had 61, 53, 43, 52, and 46 um, before Colin Kaepernick and Jim Harbaugh kind of switched up the offense, and he started to not really get the passes out of the backfield. But if you remember what the Colts did with Ahmad Bradshaw, mm-hmm. he was used a lot uh, as a receiver out of the backfield in the red zone. So I think Frank Gore is going to get some of that along with his normal rushing touchdowns. I like Frank Gore to flirt with high-end running back two numbers this season. Wow. wow. I mean, I'm looking at your big board right now. We're only separated by about five uh, spots between the, the two of us. Um, but I, th- I think you, you have a higher ceiling for Gore than I do. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think they're going to use him more in the Trent Richardson way where they try to pound it early and often with him. Um, so maybe not quite as many passes, but I think he'll get enough opportunities on the ground that he'll be fine. All right, so who is your bust then, sir? Um, I think both tight ends out in Indy um, because I think they're going to cut into e- each other's targets, and they relied heavily on touchdowns last year. Allen finished 13th among tight ends. Only played twelve games because he caught twelve because he caught eight touchdowns. Um, Fleener was the same way. Only caught fifty-one passes, eight for scores. That's an incredibly high percentage. Um, and if they both stay healthy, I think they're both going to end up kind of being just outside the tight end one range. Yeah, mine is uh, Dwayne Allen, largely for the reasons that you said. I like Fleener more than Allen. Mm-hmm. Because I think his pass catching ability is a little bit better. Although Dwayne Allen, or I mean, Kobe Fleener has had some drop issues for sure. Yeah. Um, but they seem to keep putting him out on the field. I think maybe because his relationship with Andrew Luck is such a good one. As you remember, they played in uh, Stanford together. And I, I like Fleener, but he might miss a top 10 if, if Allen stays healthy, like you said. I mean, the two combined for 16 scores, which is pretty high for two tight ends. And now with Frank Gore in town, I think they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more often down in the red zone, or at least with more success than they did 
and I think with two bigger-ish receivers in Moncrief and Johnson, I think that might end up cutting away the touchdown catches for Allen and Fleener. Makes sense. Makes a whole lot of sense, Tom Downey, a whole lot of sense. Thank you. <laughs> uh, any other position players you want to talk about? Um, I think if something happens to Frank Gore, he is 32 after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dan Heron becomes the starter, and I think he'll be kind of a flex range or so in there. Uh, I hope, hopefully, Vic Ballard can stay healthy. He played really well in 2012, but then he missed past two seasons with some injuries, so he's kind of just not worth taking right now until he proves he can stay healthy. Any talk about anything you want to talk about with T.Y.? Uh, glad he re-signed. I think that'll, you know, make things less awkward for him this year. I think he's, I mean, he was 12th last year among fancy tight ends. Should finish around the same range this year. Andrew Luck loves to throw into him. Question. With this new yes. extension, which is five years, $65 million, good for him. Worthy of it. Um, are you worried now that guys got paid, takes a year off? No, he he never really struck me as that kind of player. The, that more worries me in the event that they struggle until it's their contract year, and then they get paid. Then I'm a little bit worried that, okay, well, maybe, maybe they're going to have a little bit of a regression here. Hilton has kind of always played at a high level once he got used to playing with Andrew Luck. So T.Y. Um, is not going to have the Chris Johnson effect? No. All right. Good to know. I can still draft him comfortably then. Yes. Uh, how about the kicker, Adam Vinatieri? I have him fourth. You could argue that he should be higher because I have Dan Bailey too, and I love my Cowboys kicker. Uh, safe pick, always kind of has, always does well, has a high-powered offense. So, you know, if you're sitting in round 15, 16, wherever you like to take your kicker and Vinatieri's on the board, you should feel fine picking him. Guess what? He he plays in a dome too, Tom. And you like domes? Yes, yes. Him and Randy Bullock, the fat face Randy Bullock. <laughs> so rude. I can say it because I'm fat. So. Okay. <laughs> However, you justify it. <laughs> Whatever lets me sleep at night. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are the next okay. team on the list. Who is your safest pick for the Jaguars? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. You go first. Mine is Terrell Jeremiah Yeldon, and those are made-up names. I don't know what the TJ stands for, but it's TJ Yeldon. So you're just making stuff up now. <laughs> yes. I'm telling okay. you, it's 11.10 p.m. now. And, okay. And, I mean, the mind is starting to wander. Okay. Uh, my pick is TJ Yeldon, mainly because of the amount of usage he's going to get. He's listed as... The primary back, the third down back, and the goal line back. They sat him out of the first preseason game, or they're sitting him out. Did the Jaguars play today? I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think they did. It's preseason. I think they did. All I know is they're sitting him out of the first week of preseason. Uh, Wait. You didn't do your uh, daily fantasy stuff? No, I didn't tonight. Wait. Jags did play because Julius Thomas got hurt. Huh? Yeah. Back. Yeah, broke his finger. Oh, what? Oh, come yeah. on. Okay. He's supposed to be back for the opener. Okay, um, well, he's 
He's already on my list later on, so I guess we'll yeah, get me to too. Him in. <laughs> me too. Um, so they're holding him out of the first game, which seems to me is like, hey, you're our guy. We're not going to run you out there. I think he has an issue with his one of his fingers actually, but he's been practicing. They just don't want him to play through it yet, uh, and that bodes well, I think, for them being committed to him. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I feel really uncomfortable making a rookie my safest pick. But I did it with Amari Cooper, I think. So I might as well do it with Yeldon as well. I mean, I kind of have him as a flex for now, knowing that he could end up being a RB2, maybe even a high-end RB2 come year's end. Uh, who is your sleeper for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Allen... Robinson, formerly at Penn State, flashed some potential before getting hurt last year. Uh, the upside's there, kind of the guy you take late as a flyer, hoping that he develops into something a little bit more, maybe midway through the season. I changed mine. Oh, come on. <laughs> if you remember when we did it the first time, it was Alan, I do. It was Alan Hearns. Which I hate it because you don't fall for the Alan Hearns trap. I was completely scolded by you. I think I actually made him my bust on purpose, even though I had somebody else in mind. Because you just because he had two games last year that accounted for over 40% of his fantasy points. So, the reason I changed it... Is because, because you knew I was right. Well, that... I mean, I'm not a huge believer of Alan Hearns at all, by any stretch. Okay. Okay. Um, I just... Remember I was saying that I think too many people know who Allen Robinson is to make him a sleeper? Mm-hmm. I don't think that really matters as far as a okay. sleeper pick. Okay. You know, I mean, maybe a little bit if if he's getting overhyped, but he's mm-hmm. not really getting overhyped. It's just... Because he plays for Jacksonville. Right, and it's just everyone's like, hey, that Allen Robinson pick could be a pretty solid one later in the draft. You know, it's just... Yeah. So I think Allen Robinson is just kind of the natural sleeper. Of the okay, team. there we go. So, there we go. Over Alan Hearns. Much, so. much better than Hearns. Yeah, I was scolded last time. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, some great audio. It, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that we're never going to use. Um, I have it somewhere, I think. <laughs> I, I, I do, too. That's one of the reasons. I kept going back and listening to it. It was haunting me. That's why I changed it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that's not true, by the way. Um. <laughs> stop making just stop, stop just making stuff up. Uh, who was your bust then? Julius Thomas. Even before he got hurt, I think it even makes it more clear for me now. Um, missed four games last year. Still caught twelve touchdown passes, but only on forty three catches. We were talking earlier how Allen and Fleener's touchdown rate was crazy high. Thomas's is just absurd. It's just there's just no way he approaches twelve touchdowns again this season. Banking on TVs is always dangerous, and then going from Peyton Manning to Blake Bortles is a downgrade. My best is Julius Thomas as well, for all of the above reasons that you just listed. Uh, I don't think I really need to dive into it anymore. You kind of laid it all out there, and plus you're welcome. And plus, like you said, he got broken finger tonight, which yeah. He's supposed to be back for week one, but it's a broken finger nonetheless. Yeah. Any other players you want to talk about? Uh, Blake Bortles, I don't think you draft him this year. Even in a 2QB league, I think he's a backup. I still like Teddy Bridgewater more. Uh, but he has Greg Olson coaching him now. I like Greg Olson quite a bit. 
he's the guy that uh, helped Derek Carr last year and made Doc Josh Freeman into a at one time looking like a very good quarterback. So I think Bortles might take a, a big step this year. What happened to Josh Freeman? Uh, Greg Olson left, and then Josh Freeman forgot how to play fl- football. <laughs> um. Also, Freeman lacked a lot of focus, I think, sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I drafted Blake Bortles in my two-quarterback league last year as my really? as my third quarterback. That's fine, then. Uh, but I think both my quarterbacks ended up getting hurt. I had, like, Carson Palmer and someone else. Anyways, Bortles had to be my starting quarterback for a majority of the season because in two-quarterback leagues... You can't find anybody else. No. So, uh, it was a little bit... Inconsistent, obviously, as a rookie. I think he does take a step forward this year. It's just not going to be a huge one. It's, um, it's, and it's not going to be enough to justify right. taking him. And everyone, like we said last time we did this, um, everyone's really young around them, you know? So yeah. It's not like there's any veteran guys that can step up and just help out just with their presence. Uh, this whole team's kind of growing together. And the, Trial by fire. Yeah, and they might be good, you know, a few years down the road, a couple seasons maybe even. But right now, as far as fantasy goes, there's not a lot of good picks on the team. Um, there's a lot of potential, but I don't think they reach it yet. I happen to agree. Uh, I feel bad for Denard Robinson. As do I. As do I. He would need... Looked decent at times last year, and now Yeldon thinks going to get all the all the starts. So, yeah, I, I tough break. I feel because I mean he flashed last year a few times. I think he had. I, I don't want to be wrong on this, but I want to say he had four hundred yard games. Sounds right. So we'll just pretend that you're right until we get corrected on Twitter. I guess. All right. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Actually, I, I'm, I'm that guy. Okay. He had he had two consecutive 100-yard games, 127 yards, 108, and then followed by a 94-yard game. So three weeks of almost 100 yards. We'll count it. Yeah. Um, and then they draft T.J. Yeldon, and it's kind of like a slap in the face a little bit. Yeah. They should just play him at quarterback. Over Bortles? Yeah. Well, not over, over the guy. They, over the guy they spent the third overall Pick on Not which over was too high, but, but I mean, they should do some packages, and why not? Wildcat? Yeah, why not, you know? Good work. Uh, Toby Gerhardt stinks, though, so don't pick him yeah. in any of your leagues. I tried to warn you last year. I know. I, tr- I tried to warn you. He stinks on ice, man. He stinks on <sighs> ice. I love him. White lightning, but he's he just he's bad. He He didn't have any vision whatsoever last year. I know you want to talk about Marquise Lee. I do like him quite a bit, but he's still at least two years away from, I think, breaking out. Is he a draftable receiver he's, this year? In super deep leagues. Okay. I'd take him before I even thought about t- taking Hearns, but that's not really saying too much. So. Right. Well, you're not a Hearns fan at all. I'm not. Maybe, maybe once Hearns develops some consistency, but until then, I just don't think so. How about Josh Scooby Scooby Dooby Doo? Oh yeah, don't 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 take him. Ever? Mm, if you're if you're in the rare two kicker league, yes. But yeah, hi, I don't even know. Guys. I don't even know if Just that's a. Just calling in. 
Uh, I'm in a three-quarterback, two-kicker league. Uh, just wondering if um, Josh Scobie is a kicker I should look at. Thanks. I mean, you're probably going to have to because if you're taking two kickers in your draft, you're going to be running out short. Better take Bortles, too, if you're in a three-QB league. Seriously. Make, make sure your QBs all have the same buy. Wow. Could you imagine a three-quarterback, ten-team? That's 30 quarterbacks playing a week. Everyone would draft a QB like in the first two rounds. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> like, that would be, QBs everywhere. That would be insane. Like what you're hearing? Check out more fantasy football content and much, much more content at chatsports.com. Again, that's chatsports, C-H-A-T-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. All right, last team. It may finish in this order. Well, no, actually, we had the Colts second. Colts were second, yeah. The Titans could finish. I don't want to do the whole last but not least because they might be the least in this. I think they are the least right now. In this division, uh, which isn't saying much because the Jaguars are in this division. But uh, Tennessee Titans, who is your safest pick? Delaney Walker, because he'll probably finish around 10th at tight end, which is about where he's being drafted. And when that's your safest pick, things don't bode well for you on offense. Mine is Kendall Wright. I've always... I can live with that. I've always liked him. Um, I play in... Most of the leagues I play in are PPR. I honestly don't like playing in standard leagues. Uh, do, you, what do, you, do you play standard or PPR? I'm actually in a, both leagues, actually. Okay. Um, I think standard leagues are for the babies. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> to, say it, to say it nicely. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And that's it for the podcast. Tom Downey yep. has shut off. <laughs> um, so I think a guy like Kendall Wright has a lot of potential for at least wide receiver three numbers in a PPR mm-hmm. league. And if if you can get him where he's going, that's a pretty safe pick to me. Yeah, I, I agree for PPR league. Um, I don't mind him as a sleeper in standard leagues either. For the babies, the nice way to for the babies, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Alienite, whatever audience we have, just keep keep doing it. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to keep it G, G rated. Maybe, maybe if we didn't keep it G rated, we might get some more listeners. Uh, We'll see. (laughs) Who's your uh, sleeper? And I guess it's Sankey out of just desire because I want him to be good. But he just he hasn't looked good since he entered the league, and I, I don't I don't know if he's ever going to, which makes me upset because I thought he was going to be a pretty good halfback. So did I. So he didn't look good in their game tonight, huh? No, I I'm I'm tempted to just to blame the offensive line, which I think is fair, but we'll see. That's what Chris Johnson did. Yeah, although wasn't the line. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, maybe saying he's not that good. Oh man. <laughs> Shoot. I know. My <laughs> my sleeper is uh, Marcus Mariota. Okay. The I can live with that. The number two overall pick. All positive reports so far out of camp for Mariota. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't watched the game yet, so I haven't gotten to see how he looked against another team. No spoilers. Also, the Titans defense is, is atrocious. So. So don't draft the Titans defense. 
<laughs> you know, home. we haven't even been doing that for some of these teams. Oh well. It's okay. What? It's okay. You just you just draft defenses based on whatever offense they're playing. Yeah, you stream. Uh, so like if you're playing the Browns, just pick the opposing defense and you'll be sitting great. Yeah, yeah. You you uh, you stream them. I I've been doing because the, the Browns streaming. are a factory of sadness. <laughs> I've been doing the stream thing. Uh, for a few seasons now, streaming defenses, and it, it seems to work out a lot better than. It works. It works really well when no one else in your league is doing it, but in one of my leagues, people just started copying me, yep. and like now I can't get the defense because I'm always like at the bottom of the waiver wire priority. Trust me, I was. So like, I think I'm just gonna draft a defense this year. I was the, and just kind of stick with them. I was the only one that was streaming in my home league. It's so nice because you just get the best defense, like or you get like a top of defense every week. But then, like I don't know what happened last year, but they got to the point where like they were taking defenses and then like keeping two of them, mm-hmm. and that really upset me because you don't need two defenses. Because I wanted to do that because I so I actually had to get to the point where I started signing my defenses like a week in advance just so I could get them. Right. <laughs> it was yeah, getting super frustrating. There's like me and five others in the league that do that now, and I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily them copycatting me because all the people in my home league that we're all pretty plugged into like fantasy and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, there's a lot of people out there saying, you know, stream defenses, it's the way to go. Stream defenses, blah, 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 blah. So I think it's, it's a bit of, well, Al's done it and a bit of like, I'm seeing everywhere else people are suggesting doing it. So let's give it a shot type of thing. Um, the new thing, really quick, we'll, we'll kind of derail for a second. A lot of people, fantasy quote-unquote experts, are talking streaming quarterbacks. You know, I don't think that's the worst idea because you can sit on one. I mean, what I tend to do is I tend to wait as long as I possibly can unless there's really good value. And I take two, so I take like a Romo and a Tannehill and just play whichever one has the better matchup each week. Tannehill looked good, by the way. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So did Lamar Miller. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, all right, so back to the Titans. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Tennessee. All all the listeners out there. Um, yeah, we got way sidetracked on that. Yes, we did. Who is your bust? Um, I don't think I have one because I don't really expect much from anyone. Justin Hunter, is that too soon? Um because he got arrested for assault and supposedly, I don't know if he's going to play. Supposedly he stabbed a guy. Yeah, yeah. he pulled a Michael Irving, except yeah. it wasn't his teammate. You don't want to go drinking with that guy. That guy's crazy. No. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I don't really have one because I don't expect much from this team. Mine is David Cobb because okay. hopeful as we are for Sankey to keep the starting job. Uh or just win it, honestly. I know right now it's his job to lose, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's that far apart between him and Cobb as far as the coaching I don't staff either. goes. So yeah. I'm hoping Sankey keeps a job, which would make David Cobb a, uh, a bust. Because I've seen people take David Cobb before Sankey in drafts, even though it's super late when either of these yeah. guys get taken. But yeah. If you're hopeful that Cobb is the guy, I don't think he will be, just just because I like Sankey, and that makes him a bust for me. Yeah. Uh, quick note on Marcus Mariota. I am so terrified that 
the Titans are going to destroy him. Because I'm worried that they're going to fire Wisdom Hunt because he's three for or he's, his last 20 game. He's gone three and 25, which is atrocious. And I'm worried they're going to fire him, and it's just going to become this thing where Mariota can't stays or can't stay in the same system each year. He gets a new coach or a new coordinator every year. Uh, I hope you're wrong about that, but it. It also makes a lot of sense, like you were saying before. Um, and three and twenty-five? Are you kidding me? Nope. Three and twenty-five in his last twenty games is our team's coach by Ken Wisenhunt. It's been that that bad. It's insane that he still has a job, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a good coach. Maybe just not a good head coach. Yeah. You know, and, that's where he is. That happens. You know. Dick. LeBeau, for example, right. is a yeah, yeah, great one. Mike Singletary is a pretty darn good coach, and he was pretty terrible yeah. with the Niners. So, mm-hmm. um, How about Harry Douglas or... You mentioned Justin Hunter already. Uh, Harry Douglas, Hakeem Nix, those guys? Hakeem uh, Nix didn't know anything last year with the Colts while he did anything this year with the Titans. Douglas... I, I don't think he'll be as good without Matt Ryan in Atlanta. He's got some potential PPR league-wise, but I just don't expect a whole lot of production from him this year. Yeah, I, I think I think Douglas ends up passing Hakeem Nix on the depth chart because right now they have mm-hmm. Hakeem Nix listed as the number two. Really? But, yeah. I don't. I don't believe that. But I mean, the guy is. The guy's out of gas, man. I mean, those those leg injuries yeah. have completely slowed him down. He was pretty dominant for the Giants there for a couple seasons. Yeah. Um, but the leg injuries and then maybe he's just – I don't want to question his work ethic because I've never really heard anything about that. But, you know, maybe it's yeah. just the leg injuries that have slowed him down so much to where maybe he's, his work ethic isn't as strong anymore because maybe he realizes – Wow, I, I don't know if I can actually do this anymore. Yeah. Um, Doriel Green Beckman. Uh, I don't expect much from him this year. Uh, he's he's either gonna be one of the best receivers in the league in two in two, two or three years, or I think he's gonna be out of, of at the NFL. Uh, talented, but he's got some major off the field issues. I got kicked out of Missouri. Tried to get into Oklahoma. Wasn't cleared by the NCAA. Just not exactly a, a good person from the reports I've read. Yeah, I remember you read some of those reports. They're a little bit uh yeah. they're a little scary for sure. Yeah. Had some marijuana issues. Um pushed a female d- down the stairs. That's the scary one right there. Yeah. So Yeah. Um any other position players you want to talk about? Nope. All right. Titans aren't aren't, aren't that deep, so. Ryan Suckup. Oh, Suckup. Uh, liked him better when he was on the Chiefs, but I don't think you really want the Titans kicker this year. So. Yeah, that guy's a suck up. Okay, you're you're you need to go to bed. <laughs> oh, I'm out of control. Just your puns are atrocious. Just out of control tonight. All right. Well. Yeah. Anything you want to end the show with, Tom? Sorry for Al's puns. (laughs) 
New area code for Tom Downey. Well, not quite yet. Are you ever going to change the phone number? No, I think I'll just keep that because it's easier. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But as far as living location, new area code for him. So congrats, Tom Downey. Gets a start, Thank I you. think, at Chat Sports on Monday. Yep, Monday, going into the office at 7 a.m. Whoa, does Bart run that early? Yep, yep. It's going to be painful. And I mean, like, I get to the office at 7 a.m., so, like, I'm up and at it by 5.30, which is not, not my style. But it was technically 8.30. Yeah, that's true. For, for, the, old, but, for the old Tom Downey. Yeah. Well, congratulations. But still, that's, that, that's early. Yeah, Either is. way. Congratulations. I'm happy. I like to sleep. And, uh, thank you, Adam. Yeah, thank it's you. really cool. So that's going to do it for episode four of the CS Report. We will try to get this up and edited. Today is Friday night. I'll try to have it online. Are you editing it or am I? Do you want to edit it? Sure, I'll edit this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what an innocent... If, if people can see the way you ask that. <laughs> Anyways, I'll edit it. Puppy dog eyes, man. <laughs> I'll try to have it up by Sunday afternoon at the latest. Okay. Uh, and we will try to do another couple over the next week. Again, for Tom Downey, I'm Al King. You can follow us. He's at WhatGoingDowney on Twitter. I am at AlKing906. Any thoughts, questions, comments, anything you want to talk about, maybe top fantasy team names, uh, maybe how dumb we sound or how smart we sound, you can email us at chatsportsreport at gmail.com. Other than that, I think that's it. Everybody, thanks for listening. Tom, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Even with your church response. Like what you're hearing? Check out more fantasy football content and much, much more content at chatsports.com. Again, that's chatsports, C-H-A-T-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com.